So we're going to be um, praying today and just going to kind of have it give, give us some directives. <laughs> I like that in the rain. I like it. Um, <clears throat> so this is, most everybody's heard, but um, President Trump declared this a national day of prayer. And um, I think a few other presidents have done it, but it was something that um, Abraham Lincoln did also during the Civil War. And Abraham Lincoln called it a day of fasting, prayer, and humiliation, meaning just humbling yourself. And, and so, um, so I'm thankful um, that the president declared that. And there was actually a word. Um, we were watching this uh, Sid Roth video. How many of y'all know who Sid Roth is? So he's got a show called it Supernatural, but he's a Messianic Jewish believer. And um, he has a, a rabbi, Messianic rabbi friend. He's a rabbi, but he's a believer in Jesus Christ, Yeshua. And his friend um, ended up getting the wrong medicine and dying, going to heaven, and then God sending him back. <laughs> And when he came back, he was, he came back with like a prophetic role. And so he's, he's like a, uh, he's a prophet. And he wrote a letter. This was before President Trump declared uh, the National Day of Prayer. Sid Roth had this TV show and, he's, and he held the show believing that somebody can get this letter into before President Trump. And, um, so the rabbi had a word for President Trump, and he says, listen, if, if you will call a national day of prayer and acknowledge God before the country and call upon his name, he will stop this virus in its tracks. He said, but if you, if you don't, there could be longstanding repercussions from this thing. And so Sid Roth broadcast that hoping that that letter would get to President Trump. Who knows if he got, actually got the letter, but he, he declared a national day of prayer. And so we, we thank the Lord for that. And, and, um, and so part of what we want to do is we want to we wanna pray for the president, but also, you know, all those, the CDC, who all the people involved in making these decisions um, for our country. And we, but we also want to believe that God's going to stop this uh, dead in its tracks. And so I want us to pray together Psalm 91. This is um, just a psalm just to be praying daily. Um, and it's, it's something that I pray over the kids, um, at least part of it every night. But it's, it's really good for us to pray this right now during this time. So let's, let's pray this together. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. 
thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Thank you, Lord, for that promise. And so, uh, just like I said, pray that regularly. Even when there's no virus. Part of what uh, I want us to do is, is um, repent for some things on behalf of ourselves and the church. Jesus said, when we repent, we release the kingdom of heaven. So it's a powerful weapon and but it's really um, coming back into alignment with the Lord. If we're in alignment with the Lord, we're it's, we sitting under an open heaven, or we're 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 operating in out of heaven, or we're in alignment with Him. And so repentance just brings us back to that place of being in alignment, being in agreement with Him. Some of the things that, um, well, we'll do, I'll explain this. But we're going to pray over a few different topics. But Daniel, in Daniel chapter 9, he, he did this thing. It's called identificational repentance. Daniel was in Babylon. He was born in Babylon. He was a Jew. But he did not participate in the sins of his fathers that got them uh, deported out of Israel to Babylon. But yet the way he prays, he phrases it like this. So I prayed to the Lord, my God, and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. He says this. We have sinned, even though he didn't have a part of it. We have done wrong and acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from your commandments and rules. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. And he goes on, the whole chapter is about praying to the Lord, identifying with his people for the, their sins. And, and he, because you're not, you're not an island unto yourself, we're corporate. When we come in here, the worship that you've been doing in your own life, your relationship with the Lord, it affects us. If you bring in faith, you bring in like a level of worship, you bring in a level of anointing because of your relationship with the Lord in it. And when we come together, it's like the sum of two parts is greater than the whole. And so, or than the individual parts. And so when we come together, it's powerful. And so doing this, um, we, may, we may not be 
guilty of it ourselves, but we're doing it on behalf of the church, but more than likely we, we've participated in this. One of the things I want us to uh, repent of is just in Ezekiel 20, it talks about profaning the Sabbath and, and what does this mean? And I, I, the Lord brought me to this chapter this week and I was like, I have no idea what is in Ezekiel 20. And, but I turned there after I felt like he told me to and it was all about the Lord's that like, you've profaned my Sabbaths, plural. It's like if you would, you've, you've turned to your father's idols and you've profaned my Sabbaths and he just keeps going on and on about the Sabbaths. So I was asking the Lord about this, and there's really, there's lots of different types of Sabbaths, but the, the main three is we have the Sabbath that's, one, that's the seventh day. That's where the, the Hebrews, and we do as Christians, we, we worship on our seventh day. And it's supposed to be a time of setting apart of, of worshiping the Lord. And the Hebrews, what they would do, it, it was a, it was a uh, celebratory time, there's a time of prayer, there's a time of worship, and there's a time of rest. And I felt like the Lord was saying, as the American church, we have not prioritized the corporate worship. Now, I'm not talking about legalism and we've got to be perfect attendants, but are we joining in with other believers? Are we getting together and are we worshiping? Are we setting aside time for the Lord, not just once a week, but... Um, just time to be with him on a regular basis because he is our rest. He is our rest. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's fine to uh, miss Sunday service, but are you connecting with the body of Christ, worshiping with them at other times during the week? And I do feel like that's a priority for the Lord. It can be house church, it can be like this, it can be other forms, but are you getting together with believers and not just hanging out, but are you worshiping and seeking God? And I feel like the American church, we've, a lot of things get in the way. We've, we haven't prioritized that. So that's one way we've profaned the Sabbath. The second Sabbath is once, this, on the seventh year, you let your land rest. You don't, you don't farm the field, you don't till it, you let it rest. And what this is communicating when you do that, it means, God, I trust you with my provision. And I trust you with my time. And even on the seventh day, Sabbath, you're, you're saying to God, I trust you with my time. You are the God of time. You are the God of my rest. You are the God of my provision. And so what has happened even during these past week or two where things are getting shut down, what's being forced upon us? You got rest, <laughs> right? Don't do anything. Don't go anywhere. Sounds like a Sabbath. And so the Lord is, I feel like he's saying, but the, that the letting your field dress means, God, I trust that these first six years that you will provide for me for a whole nother year. And then, the, and then the seven times seventh year is the year of Jubilee where all debts are forgiven. Anybody that owed you money, no matter how much, they're released and they're debt free and they get to start over. And the American church has hung on to unforgiveness. It's hung on to, to bitterness. 
and it's time to release debts. And sometimes we may, we're like, I don't think I'm, you know, forgiving. Uh, that that's fine. But as a whole, man, just look at the bitterness in the way we communicate through different platforms. And so it's there. And so right now I just, well, I'll go and we'll, we'll repent for all three of these. Then sports and entertainment, what's been taken away? Sports and entertainment. <laughs> or specifically more sports. And then the threat of losing money, the threat of there not being money and, you know, stock market, all the volatile action that's happening in there. So it's shaking idols and strongholds in this nation. And so God, I'm, I'm not, I don't think God's released the coronavirus, but he's definitely using it to shake things because God uses all things for the good, right? He wins with any hand and, and anything the devil tries to throw out there, he's like, yeah, I'll just use that to backfire on you. So we're praying this morning for a divine backfire on this devilish virus and that God would use it for, the, for good. So I want us just to, to pray that, honey, you can jump in anytime with any suggestions on how to do anything. I'll catch you. <laughs> she comes across my body like this. So let's... I ask you just to stand right now as we as we repent. And if you you know you're in agreement with this, you just say amen and yes, yes, Lord. Lord, we, we recognize that as the body of Christ, we have profaned the Sabbath. Father, we've made other things a priority. We've made sports and entertainment priority. We've made our lives our comforts, God, uh, a priority. And, and Lord, we know that you're not against those things, but you said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you and your righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So Lord, we have not sought you first. We've put other things in front of you. We've put other idols in front of you. And on behalf of ourselves in American church, Lord, we repent. We ask that you forgive us, Father. Forgive us for doing this. And I pray for the, for the grace, Lord, to seek you first in all things, to give you, Lord, the things that are rightly due to you and to, to align ourselves, Father, with you. Lord, you know, the, you know the way things need to be lined up. You know the, thing, the way things need to be ordered. And I just pray, Father, that we would order our lives according to your ways. Father, forgive us for the way that we've bowed to the, to the idols of sports and, and entertainment, God, where we've allowed those things, we value those things more than time with you. We ask that you forgive us for putting our trust in mammon, Lord. You said that we cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve both God and mammon. So, Lord, today we say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Just say that over yourself. Say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Lord, we, we understand, and Lord, that life 
This life is fragile. Everything is on a very delicate balance, but you remain the same. You never change. You are steadfast, and you are the rock, Father. You are the rock. God, you made water come out of a rock, and you made our rock follow your children around in the desert. You sent manna from heaven. You sent quail, God, and they didn't even want to be there. They wanted to go back to Egypt, and yet you still provided supernaturally, God. Lord, we know that there's promised land abundance and and prosperity, but it's only by surrendering our lives to you. And we want to be prosperous in our spirit, man, Father. That no matter, just as Paul said, that whether we have much or we have a little, that we're content with what we have because it's not what our faith rests on. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I skipped the jumping part, but um, y'all can be seated if you want to. Um, I just, uh, you know, we were on this uh, marriage retreat, and we got some really good tools about how to implement some things. And two of the things up here that I feel like God has given me some freedom in that were that have been really fun. I just wanted to give y'all my little tools that he gave me. So about five years ago, I felt like the Lord just said, money's just paper with pictures on it. And so I would just say that. Like when I would be like, we don't have enough money, I would be like, it's just papers with, paper with pictures on it. So like, you know, we need, like we have something happen like, a cracked windshield or a flat tire or, you know, something that's, like, unexpected, those kind of things. Like, I just just paper with pictures on it. Like, I got some, you got some, like, we give some away. I mean, it just became, like, not, it, like, put it in perspective for me. So instead of it being, like, this really prized possession, just paper with pictures on it. So I did that for, it took time for it to, like, take root in my heart that like it's just paper with pictures on it and it's not a big deal so about a year ago maybe yeah about a year ago I was just I always felt like I didn't have enough time like it's just not enough time like I've got so much to do I don't have enough time and I started saying I've got gobs of time I mean let's be honest right we do have a lot of time like 24 hours Break that down a minute. It's a lot of time. I do too much in the time I have. Doesn't mean I don't have a lot of time. I have a lot of time. So I just started saying, I have gobs of time. And I, it just shifted for me. I hardly ever think I don't have time to do that anymore. It just doesn't, that thought doesn't cross my mind because I have have lots of time. And so I would I wish Brittany could come share her story, but I'm going to share it for her because in prayer this morning cuz she's in kids church. In prayer this morning, she got this vision of like being interrogated by Satan and she was like in this chair and she could feel the ropes on her hands like tied behind the chair. But when she shifted her mind, she realized the ropes were an illusion and that there were no ropes 
like as she began to think about herself as a child of God, even though she was being interrogated, she realized her hands were actually free. And so in some of these things where we feel trapped because of our belief system, the things that are holding us down are actually an illusion. Like we're free, like we're children of God and we're free. And we get to repent for these things on behalf of the church and our nation because we're free, because we don't have those ropes on us. That's good. And I think the most powerful thing we can do in this time is, is worship. Cause really it's, you know, for me, that's um, the presence of God is what changes things. That's what changes our hearts and our attitudes. And you just start fixing your eyes on the Lord, sing those high praise songs that exalt the character and nature of, of God, like Revelation song, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Just sing the name of Jesus. You, it's, you just keep it simple, but worship the Lord. Put on worship music. Let it keep playing through your house. Just let it saturate the atmosphere. But worship is the key. Worship is, is the war, but you're not trying to fight a war. You're just looking at your father, and, uh, and he, he fights for you. Um, I want us to just to pray for our, the leaders, so for President Trump, Congress, CDC, who um, all those involved in making, in making these decisions. And, and so if you, just right where you are, pray with the person next to you, asking God, say, Lord, bless them with wisdom and understanding. Bless them to fear the Lord. Bless them to, them to not fear, but to, to give them solutions. Lord, we, did, we call forth vaccines. We call forth testing. We call forth all the things for, for this thing to be eradicated. All right, so just go ahead and start praying with your neighbor right now. One of the things I want us to do is also pray for just the businesses. You know, um, I feel like, I feel God's compassion for that, you know, for, for people who um, are going to be out of work or might, you know, or businesses, you know, retail, things like that, that depend on a... Uh, kind of a daily cash flow. <clears throat> so let's just lift up the businesses right now in Jesus' name. Father, we, we thank you. Lord, I feel your compassion for those who, um, who may be in great fear, Father, about their business, about their job, about not having enough money, Lord. Lord, you long to be compassionate. And first of all, Father, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them. Because all of our needs are met in Christ Jesus. You will supply all of our need according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So first of all, Father, I pray that they, that they would discover your goodness, that you would reveal yourself to them, that they would call upon the name of Jesus and be saved if they're not already. And Lord, we do pray for just a... Um, and a supernatural ability to recover from this suspension of business, suspension of school and other things. Lord, we a supernatural ability to recover and be restored right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen.
All right. So the next thing we do, we prayed this last week, but it's, it's really a good, good prayer where I'm going to read the first part and then you respond at the, on the second part. And we're going to keep doing this. It's like a call and response, call and response type of prayer. And it's a prayer of deliverance from uh, coronavirus. So Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you to protect us from the spread of the coronavirus. You are powerful and merciful. Let this be our prayer. Jehovah Shalom, Lord of peace. We remember those living in coronavirus hotspots and those currently in isolation. May they know your presence in their isolation, your peace in their turmoil, and your patience in their waiting. Prince of Peace, you are powerful and merciful. Let this be their prayer. God of all comfort and counsel, we pray for those who are grieving, reeling from the sudden loss of loved ones. May they find your fellowship in their suffering, your comfort in their loss, and your hope in their despair. We name before you those known to us who are vulnerable and scared, the frail, the sick, and the elderly. So pause, think of those who kind of fit that category and mention them by name right now to the Lord. God of all comfort, you are powerful and merciful. May this be our prayer. Jehovah Rapha, God who heals. We pray for all medical professionals dealing daily with the intense pressures of this crisis. Grant them resilience and weariness, discernment and diagnosis, and compassion upon compassion as they care. We thank you for the army of researchers working steadily and quietly towards a cure. Give them clarity, serendipity, and unexpected breakthrough today. Would you rise above this present darkness as the sun of righteousness with healing in your rays? May this be our prayer. God of all wisdom, we pray for our leaders, the World Health Organization, national governments, and local leaders too, heads of schools, hospitals, and other institutions. Since you've positioned these people in public service for this hour, we ask you grant to them wisdom beyond their own wisdom to contain this virus, faith beyond their own faith to fight this fear, and strength beyond their own strength to, to sustain vital institutions through this time of turmoil. God of all wisdom and counsel, you are powerful and merciful. May this be our prayer. I bless you with the words of, of Psalm 91. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day 
you know, the pestilence that stalks in the, in the darkness, you know, the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. May El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty, who loves you, protect you. May Jesus Christ, his son who died for you, save you. And may the Holy Spirit who broods over the chaos and fills you with his presence intercede for you and in you for others at this time. So, you have anything else we want to pray for? Yes, Teresa. Yes. Yes. Why don't you pray for us? Okay. So, Lord, we, as your sons and daughters, Right now, the power that you gave us through your blood want to break the power of this virus is broken now by the power of the blood of Jesus. It is, it is already, this curse is, is already paid for on the cross, on the Calvary. So we, ju we are just in agreement with you, Lord, with your desire, with you, what you will wish for us. So in the name of Jesus, we break the power of this virus. It's broken. It's dead. We curse this virus. It, it, it just has lost its power in the name of Jesus. Be so. Yes, Lord, we declare the coronavirus dead and you crucified it over 2,000 years ago. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we declare that the blood of Jesus speaks a better word than any other word that's out there. It speaks a better word than anything that comes in the news that's filled with fear or from a neighbor that's filled with fear. It speaks a better word. It speaks the truth, Lord, the blood of Jesus. Thank you, God. Also, I just want us to pray the Lord's Prayer together. All right, Jesus, he's, this is how he taught us how to pray, right? So let's pray together. Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, we have the kids got some words for some people, and then we're going to, um, we've got one more worship thing we're going to do. All right, so y'all come on up here, girls, if you want to. Sorry, I had to tell Brittany. I told her story already, but y'all can ask her to share it. It'll be good again for Great. her. This is, <laughs> this is, I'm going to share what the kids have. This was really, really sweet. Um, so we were just praying for the Lord to just give us 
Revelation and um, Lucy and Abigail, they already hear and see so much from the Lord. So it's just an encouragement to me to watch them do it. Um, but this morning, it was really fun because I'm going to do this. I wrote it down. Um, they both had rainbows. And so Abigail um, drew a rainbow and so did Lucy and so um, I started asking which was really cool because in prayer this morning Jeremy actually had mentioned like a rainbow of God's like faithfulness and love to us so that's just really fun um, and then I'm gonna grab this one because I wrote it down um, so I asked her I was like Abigail um, and Lucy I was like what Abigail what does your rainbow mean and she was like a rainbow is his literally this is what she said his love is like a rainbow it never has an end it goes on and on it um, never an end to God's love. So like we have the promise of that. And then she saw fireworks around the rainbow. And so we asked her what that meant. And she said, fireworks is a celebration of God's love. So that's like what we get to do and gather today is that like through worship and prayer is like we're celebrating the faithfulness of God's love for us through generation to generation. Um, and so we can be an example to the next generation. And they already are one, an example to us of just like hearing the Lord. So I thought that was so sweet. So it is. The Lord's promise is so real of his steadfast love. So and then Lucy, she had this like, they, I know, amen, right? And then um, this is really fun. I don't remember the whole vision, but the three of them had a vision last Sunday. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you Yeah, but basically, I'm, I'm going to, I don't remember all of it, but what Lucy said, yeah, if, <laughs> but basically Lucy, she was saying of how like, you know, God, if you follow Jesus, like nothing will hurt you and just that you're going to be okay, that like he is the lion of Judah and so we don't have to fear um, so yeah, we can not be afraid and trust in the Lord's promises to us because he's faithful. Um, so yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you girls for listening to the Lord for us. And, um, I want us to pray together one more time. And so, um, what I'd like for us to do this time is just partner with one other person, maybe find a new person and just pray for each other for whatever is concerning you in this season. So if you have something that you, and it's okay. Like, I know we're like, we're going to have faith and we're not going to be afraid. But if you're like afraid, it's all right. It's totally okay. You can just be like, I'm afraid. Like, I'm kind of freaked out about this thing. Or I'm worried about this. It's okay. Like, let's not pretend it's not there. Let's take it to the Lord. And so... Just find somebody new to partner with and confide in them about whatever is, you know, and it could be like, I just want whatever in this season, or I'm asking God for, you know, for me, it's like, I'm really praying for my family, my parents and Travis's parents that like, that's probably the concerning thing for me. So um, it can be whatever is, is on your heart, but get with somebody almost like we're going to do prayer. We're going to have prayer ministry for everybody today. So, um, and then we can worship one more time, but find a new person and take a second to tell each other, this is what I'd like prayer for, and then pray for each other. All right, we're going to worship to one more song. This is a, uh, a song, it's called The Blessing, and I, kinda, I want you just to 
can, feel free, obviously, to sing along with it. I encourage that. But also just receive it as the Lord's word over your life. Okay? And so I'd like for us to stand up as we worship to this song.